I was on the fence about getting a, starting off with a confession. I'm like, who starts a speech with a confession? That is weird, it's very bizarre, and hello is crazy. But, um, but I felt called to do this. And when I feel called to do something, I'm going to do it even if it doesn't make sense because I know it will be revealed to me later why I had to do it. So, um, so Joy asked who wanted to, um, who wanted to speak. And I said, oh, I want to speak. And um, I knew that I didn't have time to do it um, and to prepare. But I said yes because I had to get out of my comfort zone. And so, and then Joy was talking about do whatever is going to pull that lever. And I'm like, is preparing for a speech going to pull the lever? Not for me, not right now at this moment. But, so I put it off until the last minute. I prepared this on Monday. But my therapist told me the Thursday before, because uh, I told him the day after, um, and uh, he said, well, do it today, and then each day practice, because if you don't practice, you're going to be nervous on stage. I'm like, okay. But then I wanted to finish my five funnels in three weeks for home pages. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to do it because I don't want to let myself down. And so I didn't prepare my speech the way I should have, but I wanted to do it on purpose. And this is my confession to you. I'm not prepared, but I'm doing it anyway. And I feel like in my heart that some of you need to hear this. You need to know what happens to someone when they're not prepared and they do it anyway. What will it look like? What could that mean for you? So anyway, here we go. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So today I'm going to share with you about how I had to create my program to fit my family's circumstances based on what my own children were needing. So, I hope I provide inspiration to you on how to be resourceful in some ways that you can see how it fits into your life. But before I get started, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I'm Maureen Tanai. I'm married to my husband, Thomas. We've been married for 13 years. I have two children, ages 12 and 8, Simon and Austin. My love for my children is what inspired me to develop all the programs that I have. They are the people who make me pivot. So before I met Joy, I was struggling with marketing and getting clients. That's my weakest area, and I need a lot of growth in that area. All I wanted was to contribute financially to my family. That's the way I felt my husband would love and appreciate me. Because, let's face it, he works 70 hours a week, he gets four or five hours of sleep a night, and he feels like the weight is on his shoulders. So of course he's going to be stressed. And it's not like he can pick up a second job, because when, right? So I felt all the weight on my shoulders too. Um, When I met Joy, I instantly felt supported. She is not fake. She's real. And she genuinely cares about people. And so that was really encouraging for me. And I instantly um, felt confident in the whole process. I even got a professional business um, system, the Hub. And what's awesome about that is that when a random stranger comes across my website, they're not going to think, oh, it's just one person running it. They're going to think it's a successful business because of all of the things that it can do. And so it's awesome because that sells in and of itself. 
So that is how my life is better now, um, because of the hub system too. So now I will share with you some ways in which I saw what my own children needed and thought about how I could provide it through my programs. I hope it will inspire you so that you can have your family's support starting out with your endeavors. So it all started, this all started before I even had a business. My oldest son was two years old. My friends moved out of the Bay Area and I felt like I was the last one left who missed the train. But my family was there, so it kind of grounded me there. Um, anyway, my youngest son needed friends and I wanted him to learn how to socialize. So I would try to figure out, okay, how can I make friends when I'm not working somewhere? Like, where do I make friends? So I would go to the park and talk to some other moms and say, hi, I'm Maureen, how old is your child? And they would look at me like I was crazy. Like, who are you and why are you talking to me? Are you a little bit loopy? Like, you know. Um, so that's how I felt and it was weird. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a playgroup. First, I, I searched online to see if there was a playgroup. And there was in the city, however, it just closed down. They wouldn't, um, they wouldn't cash my check, and lo and behold, it's because they already closed, because there wasn't a demand for that in my area. I tried to start it anyway on meetup.com, and in the, in the, um, I created a Facebook group. And um, so people, some people joined, but it didn't seem like they wanted to participate. It was as if they wanted me to pay them to participate. I'm like, this is so weird and dysfunctional. Um, anyway, so having the playgroup did not work out for me in that area, in that location, but um, I was thinking, you know, if it had, how cool would it have been for my preschool to have sponsored that and get some more exposure? So if, you, if you're in a community where people want more friends, consider doing something like that, or an event or something like that. So the playgroup was kind of a flop. I mean, it's still there, but it's not really active. So if somebody wants to, they can go ahead and participate. Um, oh, another thing too is that uh, if you're in an area where people don't know a whole lot of other people, it might be hard for them to refer you if they don't know anyone who they can refer. So having a play group and things like that helps create more community so that way they can be able to do that. So again, to solve how I, Simon was going to be getting friends, I enrolled him in a co-op preschool. And that was where I learned how to run a preschool. I got to learn a lot from just doing that. I saw deficits in the program, see, because I lived in the Bay Area, and they take academics there pretty seriously. When the Common Core State Standards came out, uh, yeah, children are reading in kindergarten, and um, I thought it was a little bit too much pressure on children uh, since I ran an after-school program, but you know, we want the children to feel included as well. Um, so anyway, I created a tutoring program, um, a system at home for Simon to learn the things that he didn't know yet in a concise way to help him feel con confident and competent when he started kindergarten. Um, he did make a friend, but only in the preschool. We didn't hang out outside of the preschool. So meanwhile, 
Um, I wanted him to get some more friends to hang out with children outside of preschool. So I applied to over 300 care.com ads to see it in three years to see if I could get a job with him with me because I didn't want to separate from him. And I only got one job where I met with her child like maybe three times. Then I found out I was pregnant. Mm. Um, and I also worked at the church babysitting to provide him socialization. However, it was random and not regular. When Simon was about four years old, um, I needed a job to make money because I didn't see how I could provide for two children, um, not being a stay-at-home mom. So when he, when I was pregnant, I was like, oh no, I'm going to go another five years without making money. I can only work when they're both in elementary school. I'm like, no, I can't go 10 years of my life not making an income. What's going to happen with social security? What's going to happen to my future? 10 years is a pretty long time, in my opinion. Um, so I figured, hey, you know what? I had a difficult time getting jobs, bringing my own children with me to babysit but nobody's going to question dropping them off with me if I had a childcare. So that was the plan. I was like, perfect. Nobody's going to question it. I'll be able to get children. It'll be great. And friends for my children. So my plan was to start my program when he was a year and a half years old. And I figured, hey, I have my tutoring plan for Simon, for my oldest son, and um, I'm going to use it in my program too because I already have the teaching materials. Why not? It seemed to like fit together like um, puzzle, like pieces in a puzzle. <clears throat> so, with Austin having friends, it was solved with my preschool. Now, here's the thing. Both of my children needed to get out of the house. I wanted to take them on field trips and activities. And at the time, I wasn't sure how I could afford it. So, I figured, you know, if I enrolled more families into my program, I could use the revenue to buy memberships, and then I could take all the children and use it as a business expense. Sounds perfect, right? It was awesome. I had the most fun years of my life. Um, so something I would like to share with you is, see what your own children need, find a way to offer it to other children, and make money that way. Money provides the time to offer and the thing that you need to buy to make it possible. So speed up a little bit. Simon is in first grade and second grade. And he made some friends there, which I was so happy for because he really needed friends. I felt he really needed friends. And um, he's like, hey, mommy, can, can I go play with so-and-so? I'm like, okay, I'll go ask their mom. So I asked the mom, well, they work full-time. In the Bay Area, many parents work full-time. And we couldn't find a time to meet up with them. Like, Simon, I'm so sorry. When I was a kid, I used to see friends and family often. And I, I don't know, maybe it's just the way things are these days. But I'm trying my best. And so I kept trying. I'm like, you know what? This just isn't working out. Everybody's just so busy. So I was like, you know what? I had the preschool program. It was going great. I, I'm doing that for Austin. I have to do something for Simon too. So I opened an after school program and his friends enrolled. And I was like, 
oh God, I'm so glad both of my kids' needs get to be met. Now I get to feel all nice inside and feel like I'm a good mom. <laughs> so in your case, if, you're, if you don't want to use up your whole time for an after-school program, you can offer daily or weekly or even monthly events um, to meet up with other children and get paid for it too. If you can do something to make money, just do it. Every penny counts. So everything was great. I had a preschool program, an after-school program, camps, uh, weekend care, date nights. It was so much fun. It was like those 90s movies, like the Babysitter's Club and all of those fun things that they did. Like, that's how I felt. So my oldest had um, sensory issues, especially with noise and a lot of things going on in a room. And I didn't really know that that was what the problem was, because I would ask him, but he would just have a meltdown. And so something that he did complain about was when he had to do homework, the preschoolers would you know, play with toys, and it was noisy. Um, comes to find out he's very sensitive to sound, and he can hear things that I can't hear and m many people can't hear. So I'm like, oh, poor thing. So anyway, I decided to make the really hard choice. It was really hard for me, because this meant that Simon Austin wasn't going to have any more friends. He was going to lose his friends. But I made the choice to move my full day preschool program into a half day. And um, Austin's pretty resilient. Um, he made friends with the after school children, and he had one-on-one -on -one time with mommy in the morning at all of those fun field trips. Simon was um, a lot happier. in the morning. Um, I could see that when he went to library story time, he wasn't participating the way he did when he had his preschool friends with him. And so my heart crushed. And I'm like, I need him to get confident and happy again around other children and want to participate. And at this point, I hadn't met Joy yet. And so I didn't know how to market. Um, I wasted over $10,000 on advertising out of the love of my son to have friends. Wow. We can move mountains with our heart but without the, our mind, we move them to the wrong place. And that's from um, Dr. Mike Mulder. So as I was trying what I thought was the best way to market my preschool, I figured I wasn't in the right location for many reasons, talking to a few different people. I kind of got that, you know, what I provided wasn't in demand in the area. So I moved two hours up north to Elk Grove, and I worked on opening my half-day preschool. Well, guess what? Literally on the Monday that I was going to go pay for my license, um, everything shut down the Friday before. Oh. And I'm like, well, at least I saved $75. <laughs> my plan was to teach preschool when Simon was in an um, elementary school, so that way he wouldn't be around preschoolers at all, and he would feel happier. Um, a professional told me that he who spoke to him a lot, told me that um, he had a hard time differentiating between what was home and what was the after-school program because it was in the same location. So this way he wouldn't be around um, a program. He'd, he would get to be home when he was home and feel like it too. So during the pandemic, my, uh, my children were grieving their grandparents <coughs> who used to live one minute away from them. Now they're two hours away and they missed you know, what they were used to, their home, their room, 
Austin cried and gave his room a hug when we left. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then with the pandemic and all the changes, I took the springtime off to really just be there with my ch children in case they needed me, I would have been fully present. Um, the whole time I was on the fence about opening an online preschool though. Um, I saw in the mom's Facebook groups their cry for options on what to do with their preschool aged children. And I was like, man, I really want to help them, but I want to be here for my children. I want to make sure that my children are fine first before I go on. I'm going to let you know why that might not be a good idea. Um, distance learning in the public school system was great for that spring. And my son loved it. All of his assignments were due on that Friday, and he got to choose what subject he would like to do next and for how long. He works really well that way. Well, guess what? In the fall, everything changed. They had children log in at 8 o'clock, and they were basically doing school in person, but on the computer. And the teachers wanted to see the children on the screen, and his particular teacher wanted to see him doing his writing in front of the screen, which was hard because the keyboard was in the way. So anyway, um, it didn't work out. And when I started my online preschool in August, because that, at that point I thought it was going to be great, but everything changed and it was such a stressful, difficult year. I basically felt like I was a teacher, a director, a TV show producer, a video editor. I was all the things. And I'm like, oh my goodness, a teacher already has so many things to do. And when somebody makes a TV show, they have so many people behind the scenes making it happen. I was like, what am I doing? Why did I get into this? How come I didn't figure this out before I actually started? But anyway, I was basically working 24-7, and I rationalized it, saying, you know what, my children are enjoying the circle times too. They're enjoying um, all of the academic things I put together. Well, it wasn't working out for me because it was taking a toll on my sleep. And mm -hmm. I was charging so little, I wasn't making money. I'm like, I'm making 90% less for, and you know, spending double, triple the amount of time. I'm like, this isn't working. But I had a compassion for those preschool children that, you know, they depended on me and they needed me to provide them for that need. And so I decided to finish up the year because I, I didn't want to let them down. I met Joy in December of 2020. And I love how she does the preschool and have everything all set up. Um, it seems like a lot less work and easy peasy. And I'm like, oh man, how come I didn't meet Joy earlier? But anyway, uh, everything happens for a reason, I guess. And so, um, but I, I love the support and I needed that. So I finished up the school year making those videos and spending all of that work. But then I realized, because what I did was I had my in-person preschool program and I transferred it and adapted it to be online. So there was, because I had an individualized program, parents had to do some asynchronous work at home with their children. And during the pandemic, they didn't have the time and they didn't need more on their plate. And so I learned that that wasn't going to work. So I took one thing from my program that I loved to do. And from the very beginning, that was teaching children how to read. And um, it, I started it with Simon and he's very uh, picky and selective. And so that's how I, I, I attribute my, the success of my reading program to Simon because if it wasn't for him, it wouldn't have been this awesome. So, my kids needed more mommy time. 
And I felt so bad, because I'm like, how am I going to do this? So I stayed up late at night to prepare my circle times and curriculum and everything each night. And uh, they needed more mommy time. So before I met Joy, the preschool program was very time consuming. Um, I decided to be consistent for that year though. Something Austin has always wanted was he wanted me to restart my after school program. And I was thinking, you know, I would love to have an after school program, but it would conflict with Simon's needs, but how do I fit both of their needs at the same time? And if it doesn't come right away, usually I get the idea, it clicks months later, sometimes even a year or two more. Um, but I, it's just always in the back of my mind. So I tried to figure out how I could help him with this. And recently I decided, you know what, I am going to have an in-person program, but it's going to be monthly or um, bi-weekly for parents' night outs, child care field trips, or a story time where parents get to socialize with each other in another room while I offer a story time. And this way, Simon doesn't have to come to the field trip if he doesn't want to, and um, the other events will be at a time when he could be at the library, or um, his dad can take him out when needed. That way he won't have to feel stuck if he doesn't want to be there. So something I would like, oh sorry, something I would like to let you know is um, find a way to offer what your children need um, to other children as well. Get the revenue to make it happen and use it as a business expense. That makes things possible. And there is always a way to get our children what they need. If you follow what they need, ideas will follow. And it's just like a math equation. Some math problems are quick to answer, and some take a pretty long time. But at some point, the answer will come when it's supposed to. Uh, okay, and one last thing. If we offer programs that don't complement our family's needs, our family can get upset, things get out of balance. And that can interfere with our growth and sustainability in our business because of how we feel about it. If we strive to offer programs or activities within our programs, like tutoring or field trips, something that serves our children and our family, we are more likely to have our family support. And because we feel better, um, family support to me is like having vitamins for my business. I just need it to stay healthy. Um, thank you for listening. story times and then the parents were in the other room socializing too? I will, yeah. Oh, you haven't? I, I just thought of it like three weeks ago. No, that's awesome. No, I just wanted to know because I think that's a great idea. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Does anybody have any questions? I don't know what how I am on time. But. So now that you're like coming back to this, because I'm, I'm just listening to your story because I feel the same way and I kind of want to ask baby girl Sarah. How, how do you do this? Because when I see healthy families running businesses, I kind of envy that. Natisha, Natisha, Natisha's got a family running business. Keisha's got a family running business. You're developing your business around your family. And so when, you're, when you talk about stuff like that, do you find that now that you're gonna be able to do these things? Did you ever feel like, like she was talking about your needs? Are your needs being <coughs> met now? 
Did you feel like your needs were missing when you weren't? Oh, that's a really good question. So I have thought about it a lot of times, and I do want my business to grow, but I can't have my children suffer. See, I'm in a situation where my parents live two hours away, my husband's family lives in Hungary, and I don't have um, aunties and uncles who live in this country. My dad was an only child, and my mom's family lives in South Africa and Portugal. So, um, you know, I don't have some emergency backup if something were to go wrong. And I, I listen to myself, I'm like, when I'm an old lady, and I'm laying down in my bed, not able to get up, whatever, what do I wish I had done way back when? And I don't want my children to suffer. Yeah. I, I, I feel really responsible for how they turn out and how they, successful they will be in life. I feel very responsible for that. I just feel like it's my God-given role. And I think because of my value in that, um, I suffer in other areas. Now, here's the good thing. I am so excited, everybody. You know why? <laughs> so basically, my children are my passion, and they're the ones who help me pivot, right? Yeah. So Simon is 12 years old, and he's getting to be a teenager. And what do teenagers want? Money. Money. He wants me to buy things. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, Simon, I'm so sorry. I don't have the money right now, but I will because I'm working on it. Just let me work in my office, and if you just leave me alone for a while, I'm going to make it work. I love that. And, um, and he's like, Mom, you're always working, and you're not making any money. By the way, that's why I joined Phoenix Journey, because my family will respect me when I'm like, no, I have to be because Joyce says. So, um, but guess what? Since he wants me to make money, guess what's gonna happen? You gotta put him to work. I'm gonna, I'm, no, I'm gonna make money. Okay. Yeah, he wants money um, to buy things. Well, of course he has to earn it too. Yeah. So, but, um, but yeah, I'm going to be making quite a bit of money. I know it, I feel it. Yeah, and, I see um, it. Yeah, I'm going to be making quite a bit of money. And, um, and he's going to feel, so he's gonna be happy about me. And um, here's the thing, I have to be a role model to him. Um, yeah, he's like, Mommy, you work all the time and you're not making any money. And the other day, he's like, Mommy, you're lazy. What? I mean, he's, he, you know, he tells it like it is. And I respect him for that because he's not going to let anybody push him around. And I love that characteristic of him. He's like, Mommy, you're lazy. I'm like, oh, you think so? Oh, tell me about that. He's like, well, you stay in bed until 8 o'clock in the morning and me and Austin wake up and we're getting breakfast and you're still in bed. <laughs> And I'm like, well, you know what, Simon? Guess what? I don't really like hearing noises when I'm working and planning and working on the hub and things like that. I need my focus. So I have to get you guys to go to bed, and I go to bed really late at night, and then that's why I'm waking up late. But he doesn't get to see that part. But that's okay. I'm going to invite him to my office more often to see me working. <laughs> Because clearly he's not seeing enough of that. <laughs> but you know what? That means he has a really good work ethic, though. That he means does. He, that means he wants to work, so that's a good thing. You he are being a good role model. Oh, thank you. He does. His work ethic changed because of Miss Beth over there. She has an amazing program. Oh, yeah. <laughs>